So I just want to take a minute to play the preview for season two, and then we'll get right into episode 15 of The Disappearance of Robert B. first initial call to the private investigator working on my dad's case. My wife jumps up from the table and says, oh my God, who is this man coming in the backyard? I divorced him because I couldn't trust him at all. He lied to me at the very beginning. He was living two separate lives. In the water about 30 yards away, and I identified it as it was a person. child's death that has haunted the town of Pekin for the past year. On November 18th, 13-year-old Robert B. was reported as a runaway by his mother. However, we have been in touch with the Illinois State Police and are in the process of entering information of a missing or endangered person advisory. And what happened to Robert B. brought people in Pekin out to search for answers themselves weekend after weekend. Thousands of leads poured into the Pekin Police Department. The search for the teenager coming to a halt on a hot July day when his skeletal remains were found. Ashes to Ash, The Disappearance of Robert B. Episode 15, She Said, She Said. I received an email saying, are you the lady on Facebook who is looking for Robert B. Jr.'s killer? If so, call. My name is Teresa Vansell. So I am going to call Teresa Vansell. I got a email last night that said, are you the lady on Facebook who's looking for Robert B. Jr.'s killer? If so, please call. My name is Teresa Vansell. So that's interesting because I've been trying to get a hold in touch for her for a while. So I'm going to start by trying to call her and see if she answers. So let's see. Is Teresa there? Yeah, that's me. Oh, hi, Teresa. This is Ash from uh, the Robert B. documentary series. Is this a good time to chat? Oh, hi. Hi, how are you doing? Um, yeah, it's fine. Oh, perfect. Oh, fine. good. Would you be willing to uh, actually do an interview with us or go on camera? You mean to go public about what I've done and said? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, no! <laughs> I live around here. No, no, I I completely you understand. That's it. that's why I'm asking. Well, are you uncomfortable with me even saying that we've talked? Do you want me to just? Yeah, I'm not. 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 I'
You can say that we talk, that's fine. Okay. And then as that's far as fine. this conversation goes, would you rather me not use any of this conversation either? I don't care if you use it or not. Okay, so you don't mind if I, I use... I should just not be afraid. Okay. I mean, so, it's going to put me in fear. It will, but... It would mean a lot if we can use this conversation. That's fine. That's fine. I can use it? That's fine. Okay, thank yes. you. I give you my permission. Okay, perfect. All right, let's get his killer off the streets, okay? I've been uh, wanting to I talk to you. I just wanted to, to um, tell you that I'm pretty sure I know who did that to him. I went to the police last year and to a uh, police station in Pekin, and they didn't take, I don't think they took what I said seriously because the guy that did it is still on the streets. So one thing I think it's really interesting that Teresa Vansell says she spoke to the cops. When I talked to the cops, they seem to have no recollection of her speaking to them. So I don't really know what to make of that. I don't know if Teresa's making up that she went and spoke to the cops. I don't know if the cops were just choosing to not be forthcoming with me. But when I did speak to them, I genuinely got the impression that they had not talked to Teresa. I think that's really interesting and something I want to get to the bottom of. Because if she did go to the cops early on, I think that's something we need to look at and wonder why the cops didn't look into it more. And then if she didn't, why would she lie about that? So I think that's one thing that's kind of on my list now to really try to put some thought into to see if I can figure out the truth behind that. I told them that they were investigating the wrong Josh McCreary. Uh, McCreary, his name is Josh McCreary. There's no L in the name. And were they it's confused? McCreary, were they confused when you went in and originally told them the name? Or did they think you were talking about Yeah, they were confused. And yeah, the investigator looked at me like he was scared of something. Josh McCreary was uh, messing around. Her name's Kendra. And Kendra, I'm cleaning a house over there on the south end of Pekin. And I go in the basement, and this girl named Kendra, that's our drug addict, and also messed around with Josh herself, says to me after she shoots up, right in front of me, she shoots up, and she says, Teresa, you know who killed Robert, don't you? And I was just bullshitting her. And I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who, because everyone knew that I was trying to figure it out on my own. Yeah. That um, she goes, well, Josh didn't mean to, Teresa. He just yanked him up by his neck, you know, and it was an accident, you know. He shoved him down the stairs at Jerry Birch's house, which is was on the south end of, of Pekin, too, but Jerry moved. He still lives on the south end of Pekin, but I guess Jerry wasn't home at the time. He was at work, and Josh got shoved down Jerry's stairs backwards, and then Josh McCurry went down the stairs and broke his neck, broke Robert's neck, grabbed him up and snapped his neck. Wow. Well, Josh now is, is seeing, has a, a child with a girl named Tara Regan. Well, Kendra tells me, she goes, well, I'm, I'm surprised that Tara doesn't say anything on Facebook about Josh breaking Robert's neck because them two get into fights all the time, and you know how big Tara's mouth is, and she knows that he did it too. So this girl named Kendra knows he did it. Uh, Tara knows that he did it, and he knows that he did it. So when Kendra first came forward to us, she said this similar story to what you're saying, but she said she heard it from you. Do you know why she would have said that? I wasn't even around peeking when all that crap went on. No, I was home with the baby at the time, and whenever I seen Robert's picture on Facebook and took it into my own hands to try to figure out who did it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she wanted to check it out. I wasn't even around peeking, didn't know people from there at that time. 
Wow, that's crazy too. Yeah. And you told the cops that it was Kendra who told you this? Yes, and I would take a lie detector test uh, and, and wow. confess to what she said to me. Wow, you know the cops never even yeah, talked to Kendra. That's wild. That, so you went in and told them that... I didn't that, know they talked to her yet. No, 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 they didn't. I that's, I'm surprised. She didn't confess anything because... Yeah, but I bet you if Josh McCrary and me and her and Tara all took a lie detector test, I'd be the only one passing it. Did you ever hear any other names that were involved or it was just Josh? No, but Randy Seidel is also a drug addict. They're all roughnecks that wheel and deal drugs back and forth through, through each other. And what, were you involved in that scene for a while? Is that how you knew everybody or, or what yes, was Yes, I was. Okay. Yes, I was on drugs too back then. I can't remember the name of the street that Jerry lived on. It was kind of a yellowish colored house. 1400 Heelman, which is on the corner of Sap and Heelman and Herget there. That's the house you're talking about? Yep. Okay. And had a real, narrow, corner, a real um, narrow staircase that went down to the basement? Yes, the basement. When you walk through the kitchen, the basement's right there yep. on your left. Perfect. Yep. No, we know when exactly. You're in the kitchen. That's the house. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same yeah, place. Yeah. Well, there was a refrigerator down in that basement when I was down that. I've been down that basement. I cleaned Jerry's house before. Even the basement, there was a refrigerator. I don't know if there is now, but there was a refrigerator down that basement where you would be able to keep a body. Because remember, he was he's missing for a long time before he was found. So somebody had him stored somewhere. Was it like a big stand-up refrigerator, or was it like a deep freeze? Yes. It was a stand-up fridge? No, nope, not a deep freeze. A big stand-up, and, and the shelves were all taken out of the refrigerator. I noticed, I remember that. Wow. And did you ever hear what happened once they did move the body, if that is what happened? They had to have moved it, because it didn't stay. I'm sure it wasn't where they found it. I mean, come on. It had been laying there all the time. Somebody would have found it sooner. Yeah. Did you ever? So, oh, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely, the body had to be moved from somewhere from where he was killed to where he was laid. Did you have a van around that time, or did they ever ask you if they could borrow your van? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, and I wonder sometimes if that van was not involved because Josh slashed both my back tires at one point for no reason. Slashed both my back tires before I even knew him. And, and I let them use my van a few times and they took off with it and were gone with it for quite a while. You yeah. had some yeah. thoughts after the fact that your van could have potentially been used to move the body. I, you know what, no one's ever said that to me, but I wonder. You just wonder, I wonder yeah. if it wasn't involved. Interesting. Do you feel, if your memory serves you correctly, that from the day he went, Bonsai went missing officially to the day his bones were found, you feel as though Josh McCreary and would have borrowed your van at some point in there? I do believe that they, that him, in my heart, I believe they moved his body with my van. That's pretty smart that you got that figured out because I have never said that to anyone. Yeah, I don't. I was just trying to but put do, things I together. I feel from, that in my heart. They moved it. Why would he slash the tires on my van? And then Robert be found immediately afterwards. He's really bad uh, junkie and, and steals a lot. And he has a violent temper. I see him strangling Jerry Birch's dog one day. Jerry was at home and he grabbed Jerry's dog up by his throat just because Patty was barking. And grabbed Patty up by her throat and was holding her in the air, strangling her to where she was quiet. And I went over to him calmly and I said, Josh, 
let go of, let go of Patty now. Listen, I go, you're gonna you're gonna upset Jerry. You know how much Jerry loves Patty. I go, just just let her go. You know, you're you're hurting her right now. And he he had this look on his face like he was locked into what he was doing. It was like he had snapped over the dog barking, over Patty barking. And he never did like Patty, and Patty never did like uh, Josh. Good Lord. He was always barking at him when he came in. I don't even think I ever told Jerry, but I think if I told Jerry, Jerry would have beat the crap out of him. In, in, in my head, I know he did it. Okay, and then do you know Kira? She was living at Jerry's before I met. Well, no, I never met Jerry before that when I date with Jerry, and it didn't go out too well, turn uh -huh. out too well. So a long time later, I came back over, and then and that's when Kira was living at at Jerry's. But Kira is the type that would never hurt. She would never hurt a child, but she knew. Oh, I bet you she would confess anything she knew. And she lives real close to Jerry Birch. Just really upsets me that still Josh runs around free and nothing's being done. And when he, I don't know him sober, but on drugs, he is definitely a dangerous person. And like, look, he came and he had a dog barking without strangling it. Come on, you know. You, you really believe that this is what happened to Bonsai is that Josh killed him? I, with all my heart and soul, believe that that's what happened then. Yeah. I think that's interesting what you said about and, the cops being confused about the name because that happened to me too. I had actually heard the McCreary theory right off the bat. Three but times I had to tell him, no, not McCreary. McCreary. That's funny. And it's like he was trying to avoid that. I got angry with him when I was saying it. I'm like, look, no, McCreary, not McCreary. My mom abused me and my sister when we were kids. We've been to counseling since. In fact, my sister works for a CPS, um, Child Protective Services, out in California, and she took something really ugly and turned it into something beautiful. And I just feel like that Robert, in a way, is like, it's like that could have been me, you know? And our mother's just desensitized. She doesn't have those motherly instincts. And I feel like that's kind of like what Robert went through with the whole drug scene at home and everything. Our mother was also a drug addict. She's not now, God love her, but she can't take back what she's done, and she's got to forgive herself. That's the hard part, is forgiving herself. His little wife just was, he didn't even have very much of it, and he did, like, like that video said, he didn't even have really a chance down there in that south end. Yeah, definitely. When I started hanging out down there, it was rough. I got in a lot of fights, and all the while, did I know that these people were against me for trying to figure out what was happening to Robert? No, I did not know that. I did get told quite a few times to quit nosing around. I was going to end up hurt, too. But did that stop me? No. <laughs> that made me want to dig him. I even hunted all the woods before he was found. I mean, I did a lot of research. But it did get a little dangerous for me. Yeah. It did, and I lost a lot of friends over it. I got mad at me. Don't even come in my door no more. Everybody knows you're looking and the stuff you should be putting your nose in, Teresa, you're going to get us hurt too, so just stay out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious, you cowards. Do you think that Lisa ever knew what had happened to Bonsai? I don't believe that she did. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, as, as desensitized as she is also, I really down deep in my heart believe the dumb bitch just didn't know. It's going to haunt me forever. All right. Yeah, I'm no, sure and the rest of all that people don't get away with that stuff, not around here. Yeah, absolutely. And then do you mind if I, if I have any other questions, if I give you a call back, would that bother you? You can call back anytime and, if, and leave a message if, I'm, if we're not here, okay? Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me, Teresa. Yep. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right.
God bless you. Yeah, you too. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. This is the point where I break into the episode and ask everyone to subscribe if you can. It definitely helps us continue these investigations, so it's very much appreciated. Uh, if you subscribe, there's two levels, a $5 and a $20 level, and you get different perks depending on what level you're at, including getting to see content early, uncut footage, behind-the-scenes footage. We have a private Facebook group set up where we have discussions. So if you can subscribe, I would really appreciate it. It helps out a lot. Those subscription fees come out every month. The good news is, is if you want to cancel at any time, it's super easy. You just log in and cancel. I made it easy because I had been frustrated with companies who kept me locked into subscriptions. So you can subscribe or unsubscribe quite easily if you'd like. So please subscribe if you can at www.ashestoashtv.com. And back to episode 15. The next day... I called Mackenzie. Hello? Hello, is Mackenzie there? Yes. Hey, Mackenzie, this is Ash from Ash's Dash. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Is this a good time to chat or? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Teresa? Okay. I used to, I she used to live with me and my um, mom and dad. Okay. She had told my mom that she was in the house when Robert, um, well, Robert B. When he, I guess he fell down the stairs and his neck was got broken. That's how we've kind of been hearing it up to this point. That's how Teresa said it. Okay. But she, she said that he was on meth, and it was his first time trying meth. And so he acted differently to it. I guess he was mad, and someone or something happened, and he fell down the stairs, and his neck was broke. Did, or it snapped. Do you, did she ever tell your mom who she thought was responsible for him going down the stairs, or she made it sound like it was an accident, like he just tripped and fell down the stairs? She made it sound like it was an accident. My mom thought she was crazy for saying that. Yeah, I bet. Because it sounds, it sounds crazy coming out of her mouth, because her, um, just her in general, she's a, you can't really believe anything that comes out of her mouth. She, my mom said when she looked her into the eyes, like you could just like tell like something was off, and she was she was telling the truth. She wasn't lying. Yeah, I mean it seems like it because she even had information about where the body was before they found it. So I have. Yeah. If I don't know what this obviously is an alleged story still, but everything that's coming out seems to make it seem more and more plausible, including stuff like this. So was were you in the room when they talked, or your mom re re relayed this to you? No, but my mom was, and she says she's willing to talk to you about it, too. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's actually incredible. But yeah. If she's willing to tell us the story and we need to protect her in any way, we can definitely do that. And if she just wants to talk to me and tell me it, that's fine, too. I don't need her on camera. It is... I think she's I think she'd be willing to go on camera. The only thing I know she'd be afraid of is um, Teresa. Like, we, have, we, we had her little daughter. She has a little daughter. Okay. And we had her daughter for a while, and she threatened to come kill us. So uh, she's definitely one that I think the only thing that we'd be worried about is Teresa. She did go out in hiding around the time. I want to say Robert was 
reported missing, which is it's kind of weird because that's about the time she left her daughter at her house too. So you think those those kind of correlated the when Bonsai went missing and when her daughter was left with you guys? Yeah, that's very possible because she said that she had to go to the hospital for something with a friend and she left her daughter there and she never came back for her. Oh, wow, crazy. And then basically your mom, just when she told this story, was just like, oh, one more crazy thing from Teresa and so didn't take, yeah. didn't put much weight behind it? Yeah, okay. well, Teresa had told my mom that Teresa knew where Robert was and everything, like the whole nine. So. And when she told your mom that she knew where Robert was, did she go into any detail about where that might have been? Or you don't know because you'd have to ask your mom? My mom says she put, went into pretty detail and then like the look in her eyes were just like, it was really unsettling. My God, if your mom will talk to me, I would love that and let her know yeah. I can, honestly, it can just be a conversation between me and her if she feels unsafe, yeah. if there's any way we can figure out where she's comfortable with it being on camera, that's incredible. Okay. Is there, are you comfortable with this conversation being used or you're not comfortable with that either? Yes, I, I, I don't care. Oh, you don't care. Okay, so you don't mind if, yeah. I just want to make sure I clarify, so you don't mind if I yeah. use this phone conversation for the show? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, if Teresa magically comes out of hiding after all these years, we're all going to be really shocked. Yeah, and believe no. it or not, I've actually I actually talked to her. That that's weird. That is yeah. incredibly weird for her to be coming out of the hiding hole right now. I think it helps establish yeah. that there is either validity to this or we have somebody just causing a lot of issues. I just, the one thing that gets me all the time is that it appears she knew where that body was and that how, with all everything else, I'm sorry. She's, she's not psychic. She was, she but, was there when it happened. And she said yeah. that, she said that Kendra was there too. Yeah, that's, I've had some suspicions about that. I've tried not mm -hmm. to push too hard because they're, because the two of them are pointing fingers at each other. So one thing I think is really interesting here is right out of the gates, Teresa's kind of pointing a finger at Kendra for somehow being involved. I have to be honest, when I talked to Kendra and the way our interview even came about, I found Kendra to be genuine in the story she was telling and very scared of what could happen if she told that story. So obviously all possibilities are still in the air. We are still investigating this and nothing is 100% at this point. But I kind of feel like this might be a case of because Kendra pointed a finger at Teresa, Teresa is now pointing a finger at Kendra. But through my research is what I've uncovered is there's not a lot of people who can verify that Kendra was affiliated with that house at that time. There has been nobody else who has really pointed a finger at her for potentially being involved. Kendra was the first person to come forward and tell this story. And then also there's definite links to Teresa having information about the whereabouts of Bonsai's body prior to him being found, which I'll show in an upcoming episode. So I think keep this in mind as we now see Teresa kind of try to turn the table onto Kendra a little bit here. And there, I think there might have actually been three or four people in the house that day for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then John, um, Tandy. Jonathan Tandy, he's my cousin. Okay. I don't know a lot about him. I do know if you dig deeper into the family side, there is a lot of trouble. He wasn't raised right. He was drinking and doing drugs at a young age. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a lot of family issues. And I know he knew Robert B. from what I know personally. So, 
Okay, yeah, so actually what's nice too is I have talked to Jonathan Tandy, both senior and junior, so hopefully we can get him to continue talking to us. It sounds like he might. We've got a pretty good timeline here, but it's mm -hmm. so, sometimes it's these tiny gaps that people can help us fill in. So yeah, if, Teresa seems to be right in the middle of it right now. Exactly. After I hung up with Mackenzie, I called my next lead. My name is Ash, and I'm uh, doing the documentary series on Bonsai. Oh, yes. I totally forgot you were on call, but it's fine. Yeah, I had just seen your message and the fact that you knew Teresa Vansell, and I just wanted to see kind of what your thoughts were or if you had any additional information or anything, really. She is crazy. I'm 20, 25. I'll be 26 in December. And I've known her most of my life. I went to school with, that's how I know her. I went to school with her sons and everything. She actually, when I was younger, gave drugs to me. So she she actually gave you drugs when you were underage? Yeah, I was, up, I was 16. Okay. Meth and like Valiums and stuff like that. It's just whatever she had because she was living in a house that I was uh, staying at because I was homeless at the time. She made you feel like you were a snitch or something if you didn't do stuff in front of her. She just try to pressure you and pressure you into doing stuff. And it was just, it was ridiculous. So you feel that even at the age of 16, she had pressured you to take meth or Valium or both, depending? Yeah, whatever she had that day. But it was, it was mostly meth that she had. And even like a couple years ago, I went and took her clothes for her, the daughter she had at the time before she gave her away. And she was still on the meth and trying to pressure me into doing it. And by that time, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. So I'm like, you're not going to make me do something I don't want to do. But right around that time is when Robert went missing. And, like, I brought it up to her because it had been on the news. And she's like, yeah, like, the message that I sent you, she, uh, she had a vision about it. Did and that she just seen stuff in her mind about what happened. Yeah, she was, she was vocal about the whole situation, but she played it off like she could see it in her head and stuff. I'm like, I believe in that, because my grandparents are Native American and everything, but the way she talked about it, it was only when she was, like, high. And she described stuff in detail that I'm sure nobody would know but somebody that was involved. It just proved that, like, if she did give drugs to Robert, he wasn't the only one, because even just not even just me, like, she gave them to her kids because they were living there with me at the time. Okay, okay, but she was kind of feeding them drugs along with you. Yeah, yeah even though they're above age, those are still your kids so wrong. I mean, I don't know if she was the one being accused of pushing him down the stairs, but I know she's very violent and she's had a lot of cases against her with her own children. The fact that you're confirming there was a violent nature there, it doesn't seem too surprising at this point. Oh yeah, there's tons, there's tons. I can think of so many times that she'd be on her sons in front of me even when they were grown men and stuff like. But even before that, there's been DTFS cases. That's why she never had really any of them. She only had her daughter. Kendra? Oh, sorry, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Are you, are you, that's okay, are you okay? Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino. Assistant editor, Michael Howard. Production team, generic brand human. Associate Producer, Kate Giordano. Please follow us on Facebook at Ashes to Ash True Crime or on YouTube, Ashes to Ash TV. Interviews, Teresa Vansell, Mackenzie, family friend of Teresa, Anonymous, 
family friend of Teresa, Kendra, the actor who plays Bonsai, played by Barrett Hillick. If you have tips or information, we can keep you anonymous. Just email us at ashland57 at gmail.com. A-S-H-L-A-N-D, the number 57 at gmail.com. If you know of any illegal activity involving the case, then please contact your local police.